What the fuck is happening? I love your face because you haven't heard it yet, and I have. Hold on. You can turn it off. What the fucking shit? I want to address a few things about that song. First of all, if you're a listener that likes Fallout Boy and likes all Fallout Boy and likes that song, that's fine. I don't care. That's yeah, good for you. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, hooray! But we don't, so we're gonna dissect it now because this is our I, podcast. The only Fallout Boy you can start your own podcast to defend you with yeah. different song if you'd like. <clears throat> the only Fallout Boy CD I like is um. Is uh, Infinity on High. Me too. And you it. and I are weird because that's what's funny is, to be fair, to start this conversation off, um, I, I'm not a Fall Out Boy fan. I don't really like Take This to Your Grave or Front of the Cork Tree. I don't like the newer stuff. Yeah. there's. I mean, there's a couple songs on Front of the Cork sure. Tree that are fine. For some reason, I don't even know why because I realize that it's not that drastically different. I think just the timing of it coming out, I liked Infinity on High. I don't put it on often now. Yeah. But there's some really good songs on it. And I thought it was kind of a cool record. Yeah. I thought it was a record where they kind of just decide to stop being a pop punk band and kind of go full big. Yeah, that's what and, I mean. And much. I think they did a good job doing it. I still think that their biggest downfall is why most people like him. I'll never understand it is Pete Wentz's atrocious lyrics because his lyrics are don't make sense. No. And I think like my least favorite lyric ever is on Infinity on High, even though I like that album. Yeah. Is when he says, I love you the same way there's a chapel in the hospital. Yeah. Which sounds like something that like a goth kid would scribble in his arms. Yeah, pretty much. But um, I like Infinity on High. But my point being, I'm not a Fall Out Boy fan to begin with. So am I a fair judge of this? No. But this is our podcast, so I'm going to judge it. Yeah, you. that's a terrible song. That song sounds like if Maroon 5 Why was does it worse. start out with... Why does it sample the Munsters theme song or whatever? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's a good question. Because like, <laughs> like, it would make sense if it sampled the song that um, Uma Thurman actually dances to in Jackrabbit Slims in Pulp sure. Fiction. Right, in Pulp Fiction. It would make a lot more sense because and that's what the song's about, not about the Munsters. Here's my other thing. Um, this is what I don't get either is that I was reading an interview with them, mm. and they were talking about how when they made the song, they were nervous about putting it on their record because they needed to get a hold of Uma Thurman to get her permission, which, A, I don't think legally you have to no, do No, I'm all. pretty sure you can I call. Because I yeah. would have gotten this shit sued out of me by now. Yeah. With all the stuff I've done. <coughs> That's I mean, true. Granted, Fall Boy's way bigger than me, but I've still put out records that have charted yeah. that name people a lot right. and call them out by names. Yeah. And they were talking about how, like, well, we were just really nervous. She wouldn't like the song. We wouldn't be able to use it. Luckily, she liked it, and uh, so we got to use it. A, I don't get why you ever worry about it anyways. Just use it. Who gives yeah. a fuck if she doesn't like it? Yeah. B, the course is she wants to dance like Uma Thurman. It's yeah. such a vanilla, plain, harmless, wussified song. Right. It's Who would be boring, offended by it? Why yeah. would Uma Thurman be like, no? Yeah, it's no. very boring. Like, the course isn't, I want to fuck Uma Thurman on a pool table. No. <laughs> and if it was, I might listen to it. Yeah, I mean, it would be a very strange turn for them to take, but... I think that we should write that song. 
I think that they should have stayed broken up, and I think Patrick oh. Stump should have just kept doing pop music because he was a lot better at that than he was at. I mean, he's yeah, my whole he's a good singer. I'm just saying, like, I think that Fall Out Boy ran its course, and it's the whole thing about Fall Out Boy to all the people listening right now, which I know the demographic of Big Snackers. A lot of you like Fall Out Boy, and that's totally cool. Because once again, I hate when people for some reason get mad if someone makes fun of a band they don't like. Because who cares? We're all different, and that's what makes this fun. Yeah. Me and Justin like some shit that you guys would think was atrocious. And that's fine. But Patrick Stump is incredibly talented. Uh, the drummer of Fall Out Boy is incredibly talented. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. The guitar player of Fall Out Boy is incredibly talented. The only person who's not... Pete Wentz, <laughs> I don't think, has any talent at all. No. Because I know he can't play bass. No. And if you consider those lyrics talent, then we have to have a talk. I, I was going to say the only person um, in the band that doesn't have any talent is the guy who directs the band, most, basically. No, yeah. Right. But, uh, and like, what's more crazy to me is I've do read. You, do you think that he's a total asshole? Like, in real life? Like, because there's times when I, like, I look know. at bands and I'm like, okay, this guy's, like, the driving force behind them or whatever. And I'm like, um, all right, that guy, maybe, maybe he actually is, like, really nice in real life. But there's something about Pete Wentz that I really think that he's a total fucking dickhead. I don't know. The drummer of Fall Out Boy, um, Andy, I believe. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, he plays drums in a bunch of other bands, like yeah. Earth Crisis and hardcore bands. And he stayed with me once when he was on tour with his band and the new people. Yeah. And he was very, very nice and very polite. And not that I would expect him to be anything different, but it's just like cool to see someone who obviously has millions of dollars, who's in one of the biggest bands on the planet, just sleeping on people's couches, eating ramen, and just not giving a fuck, right. and being happy to play music in basements when he could go out and play stadiums. Because, let's be honest, that's rare as fuck. Yeah. And even bands you consider to be punk and cool bands, Billy Joe's not going to go do a fucking basement tour. No. And Green Day, Blink-22's not going to do it. The Foo Fighters are the only th example I could think that could come close that I picture doing it only because they did do that tour a few years ago where they played people's garages. Yeah. And that's awesome. Which is cool. Yeah. That's super awesome. Granted, they probably did it a lot for exposure too, but it's cool. I mean, yeah. How cool would it be if the Foo Fighters played your garage? That'd be fucking awesome. Right. And it's also like, you know, and I only like like two Foo Fighters albums, but if they're right. going to come play my garage, I'd be stoked as fuck. Right, and and the Foo Fighters also like you know that they didn't stay at that person's house though they they went to a Fuck hotel. Fuck no, they didn't. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely not. Like, but, uh, uh, yeah, I don't um, know. I mean, like that. I just thought, I feel like that band's really run its course. I understand they're popular, but I I, I don't agree. get it. Like, I don't understand though because they're one of those bands that I never thought would have any staying power. Like, I thought Infinity on High was like gonna be it. Like, that was probably the highest the. The height of their popularity, and then they would kind of follow. Well, it kind of was because the album after Infinity on High didn't do very well, and then they broke up. Yeah, but then when they got back together. Then they did the comeback, and right. the comeback, they were huge again. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, welcome to Big Snackers. Um, today, we only have about an hour and a half episode, but then we also, like we've said online, are doing another episode tomorrow. We're going back to back here because we've had some time off due to a bunch of different circumstances. Which we'll um, talk about after we talk to you. Yeah, our we're guests talking today. to Scott Heisel today, um, which he has been on before, but he's the editor of Alternative Press, and he's not now. And this is his first interview since 
not having that job anymore. So I think this is going to be a cool exclusive because um, I don't know what all he can or can't talk about. I know he had to sign a contract about certain things. Literally, I'm sure it's probably mostly the the terms of his. Yeah, know. I don't know how much he can talk about, but we're going to find out. But uh, it's definitely interesting because he's been a huge force of the magazine that like shapes Warp Tour and Taste of Chaos and the Mayhem Tour. And I mean, Alternative Press is huge. I mean, it's literally the magazine. Maybe not to Justin and I, but to most people right now, they're like 26 from like 15 to 26 pretty much shapes people's taste. Yeah. I mean, it's the biggest magazine there is. Yeah. So, I mean, it also, I mean, it's it, also the thing that I don't read magazines anymore. Right. So. <laughs> true, but I mean, it's, the, it's such a huge magazine and he had such an important role. So I'm curious. Um, it's kind of cool that we get the first interview now that he's gone. Because I'm curious to hear what he's going to do, how the magazine's going to change. And other than that, uh, tomorrow we're doing another episode back-to-back with a rapper from Chicago who is actually up and coming very fast right now and starting to make some serious, serious waves. And his name is Show You Suck. Um, I think we played him on here before, and I've been talking to him, and he's absolutely hilarious. And he's a fucking great rapper. So... Um, and he has the the greatest Twitter handle of all time. What is it? One Man Pizza Party. One Man Pizza Party <laughs> it is. He's awesome. Um, so we have an eclectic group. And then next Monday we have finally, uh, I talked to him on the way here, Ryan from Fallen Reverse. So we are on point with yeah. our guests right now. We have come back stronger than ever. Right. We are like the beast that can't be killed. Justin and I had to go to our therapist. I went to the hospital four times. Um, I have... A bandage on my foot right now because I have a cut in it that's an inch deep. <laughs> I'll get to that. Yeah, we'll um, talk. But we can't be defeated. We're back and stronger than ever, and now we are going to be here every single week, back again. Yeah. To save you from your working and your shitty jobs. Yeah. So we're here for you. We appreciate all the and tweets and everything. We do. We've, we've gotten, gotten. I feel like somehow we've gotten more popular in our absence and more people hit us up. And it means the world because um, I'm at a I'm at a good spot in my life right now, Justin. Yeah, um, we'll talk about it more after we talk to Scott. But I want to I want to get into it at least for a few minutes, and then more tomorrow. Yeah, that's but fine. today I want to get into it because I want to talk about you know where I'm at right now. Yeah, I feel good. That's fine for the first time in three years. Oh, there we go. Hello, hello, Scott. Yes, that's well, me. Welcome back to the Big Snackers for your second round. It's an honor. Am I am I the first uh, repeat guest or no? No, no. Uh, oh, well, we get shit. All right. But you are our first guest of the new year. Yeah. Hey, yeah. that's something. You yeah. actually are yeah. because uh, it was supposed to be Ryan from Fallen Reverse, but we couldn't work it out right, and then I went to the hospital and almost died. Uh. <laughs> that's quite a. I just made that a big bummer, didn't I? Sorry about that. I was like, well, it's just. Kind of kill the momentum on that one. I do uh, like that you you weren't concerned at all when he said that. You were just like, oh. Uh, well, it's like, what do you, I don't know. What do you say? I don't know. I don't know. You guys you, are you, friends. You die. Well, yeah, we are friends, and I, I did almost die. And we are friends, actually. I talked to Scott on the phone on the way here. And that's, that, true. that's how you know true friendship. Like, it's not just a podcast thing. We talked, and he was walking his dog in the snow. That's true. That's very good. It was cold as shit. Yeah, it is fucking cold. It's supposed to we're supposed to get snow in Cincinnati tonight. Ugh. 
I love snow. That's what I feel pretty much, yeah. You and love he, snow? Fuck you. Here's what's funny, though. I agree. Here, Okay, fine. Fuck me, both of you. I'll fuck both of you. <laughs> I'll take turns fucking you both of you. you can try to. Um, <laughs> I, I always tell people I love snow, and what's funny about it is it's even more weird. I don't mean this in extreme situations. If it's, like, insanely snowy, like, 10 inches or, like, freezing rain... But I always say I like snow, and people like me too, except driving in it. But I kind of like driving in snow. Like, if it's like a light <laughs> snow, it doesn't bother me. Okay. Well, you've also. I don't know, man. I, snow snow bums me out pretty hardcore. Like, is that, is that and like just rain in general? Like, any, any precipitation, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I don't like, I, you know, like, I'm, like, Seattle's a fucking killer city, but it rains all the time. I don't want to be there. And it's just, it's just, oh, it's not, it doesn't, you know. I like to be like just 65 degrees, partly cloudy. I wear hoodies and shorts every day. I'm going to agree. If it's spring or summer, I want 65 to 75 at the highest. Um, and I don't want it to go above 75. I want a nice breeze and I want to be able to chill. But if Ugh, it's going to be. Why don't you couple of old fucks move to San Diego together? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe we will. It's okay? like San Diego. This it's, is... like, it's like 85 degrees in San Diego. Yeah. And granted, you get the seaside breeze. Maybe Scott and I will move to San Diego. He doesn't have a job. Okay, go. He doesn't have a job now. We're gonna do that. Get a get a, okay. a get a four bedroom loft in uh, Santa Monica, right by the beach, with art. With we, we, art we, we can go past the breakers and watch the world die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. And hold hold <laughs> hands together and go find Art Alexakis. And then maybe he'll move in with you. Well, where do I find heroin? He's too busy with his heroin girl. Yeah, you know? where do I find heroin? Down on Venice Boulevard. Like, uh, just go down the street. Okay, cool. Well, all right. See, by the way, that. have you ever seen Everclear Live, like, in recent years? I saw Not. them a, a year and a half ago. Do you want a good story real quick? Sure. Okay. Um, about a year and a half ago or two years ago, do you remember the tour that was Sugar Ray, Everclear, oh, yeah, the Summerland tour. Marcy yeah. Playground, Lit, and Jim Blossoms? Yeah, I didn't okay. see that one. I saw the one last year that was Everclear's Soul Asylum, fucking Space Hog, and E6. That's what I saw. Does Space Hog have more than one song? Apparently, they played for 25 minutes. God, that's, you know what's funny? They played. I used to have that. Not to derail your story with my story, but I had that record back when I was a kid. So I got it from Columbia House for a penny. Uh-huh. And I probably haven't listened to it in almost 20 years, but I remembered two songs from their set. I remember the big one that everyone knows. And then I remember the one that's called, yeah. Yeah, in the meantime. Yeah, that one, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I remember the other one that's called You Don't Have to Be Cruel to Be Kind. I was like, oh, I kind of remember this song. Other than that, couldn't fucking tell you a goddamn thing about the other songs they played. But Interesting anyway, fact. Tell story. Did you know that Space Hog has two records? I did. It's called the Chinese record or something. Yeah, it's like Chinese called? something. Um, my story yeah. is funny. Is um, okay. Chinese democracy? Were you talking about? Yes, Chinese democracy. <laughs> Right, it's literally before, called, I think, the Chinese record. And I want to say it was delayed for a while. Didn't the record label not put yes, out or something? I read did. the Wikipedia page. And I, they're like all, uh, the, the singer is like married to someone famous, or he was married to someone yeah, famous, yeah, at least. Yeah, I don't know who, but you're right. I like, yeah. I who like, the hell married that guy? Here's the problem. Is I don't why, know. Before we get Great, derailed. Now I gotta look it up. Before we get derailed, because the problem is, is that me, Scott, and Justin, all three of us, are literally pop culture aficionados. So when we all three get together, <laughs> it's so easy to get derailed. I think, what you, I think what you meant to say was pale, lonely virgins. That's what you meant to say. He was married to Liv Tyler? Really? Yeah, Liv Tyler. Liv fucking Tyler. And t- until recently. Didn't they get divorced like a couple years ago? Do you think when Liv Tyler was getting uh, divorced? Yeah, t- well, 2008. Do you think when Liv Tyler... Yeah, that's recent. Yeah. Do you think when Liv Tyler was giving him a blowjob, he pictured uh, the singer of Aerosmith's big lips around his penis? 
Well, he oh, had to because on. she has the same lips as Steven Tyler. Wouldn't that be terrifying? Come on. Yeah, absolutely. What do you mean? Come I mean, on, she's Scott? pretty. What did you expect this to be a PC I, I, podcast? I would hope. I would hope as she did it, she goes. Give me a blowjob. No, she's contractually yeah. <laughs> obligated to only do Aerosmith songs. Well, yes, maybe. Yeah, you gotta think, though, if she was with him until 2008, that's well beyond Space Hog's expiration date. So she wrote that well, one out. Space Hog's no. expiration date. She, she, put, in, she was, put in time. She put in time on that. Space Hog's expiration date was two months after that song came out. Yeah. In the 90s. Also, they didn't. They didn't get married until 2003. That's, that's well after well, he okay. was. Yeah. Uh, okay, but possibly. See, we don't know. It could definitely be a situation where he's like a songwriter or something. He could be a pop songwriter. A lot of those guys no. from those random bands. Yeah. His name's Royston Langdon. I don't think. Royston Langdon? Yeah. That sounds like a porn yeah. star. Yeah. And a that's that what, dude has fucking trust funds on trust funds. That, that yeah. sounds like a porn star in a fake porn movie. Oh, Royston Langdon here. <laughs> yeah. What seems to be the problem, ma'am? My dick doesn't work right now. <laughs> could you help me with that? <laughs> But anyway, well, and, and, yes. and, and obviously he calls his dick Space Hog. That's what <laughs> the, 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 you know. That's a, you want to see the Space Hog, baby? Oh, guys, uh, Space Hog <laughs> it, is back together and putting no, out not. a new album. So well, yeah, uh, Scott saw him oh, last I, year. Again, I saw him last year. Well, I know, I but last year. but that doesn't mean they're like. That doesn't always mean when you see like a thing like that. That doesn't always mean that band's back together. No, Sometimes it it's but... just for those festivals or whatever. But All right. I want to say it was like the original lineup too. I think it's the same four dudes, which is just mind-boggling to me that, that is there weird. would be like That's like weird. the drummer of Space Hog is just stuck it out. Like, yeah, this is worth it. Right. Okay. I guess some, you know, I don't Scott, know. Scott, here's my question: Did they close within the meantime? They had to, right? Oh yeah, oh, of course, absolutely, yeah. Okay, who had who headlined that tour? There was Everclear headlined it. They do the Summerland tour every summer now. And they just pick like random ninety. Okay, this is why welcome. this is why I need to tell you my story and then ask you a question at the end. Hit me. Um, we only have a half an hour, so we'll fit what we can in. I want you back on in a few weeks though, because I want to get to the juicy stuff that we can get to after uh, <laughs> after you uh, get some stuff that you need. Anyways, so okay, I can't really go into detail about it. So, um, yeah, about two years ago, the Summerland tour. It was Sugar Ray. Everclear, the Jim Blossoms, Lit, and Marcy Playground. And I was like, I got to go to that. And for people listening who don't know, there's a band called the Ergs. Scott and Justin obviously know who they are. Mm. And Mikey, um, the singer and the songwriter in the Ergs, was in Cincinnati for whatever reason. I don't really know why. And Mikey was like, we were like at a liquor store. And Mikey was like, man, we should go to that show. I was like, yeah, man, but it's like at this big arena. So I tweeted at Mark McGrath. And I was just like, listen, dude, my band's going to Europe in a few days, which was true at the time mixtapes were. I was like, man, I don't have that much money. Is there what you could guest list me and my friend to your guys' show? Literally 10 minutes later, he tweets back and goes, bro, fuck yeah, what's the name? And I said, Ryan Rockwell plus one? And he was like, you're on. No, plus two. My friend Lauren came. So, he gave you a plus two. Wow. So here's what's funny. Oh, Mark McGrath can do whatever the fuck he oh, wants to. Oh, fuck yeah. This story gets better. Because that night, I will tell you that Mark McGrath did every bit of cocaine in the world. So anyway, <laughs> let me tell you. So um, we're going back, and we get to the concert, and I'm with Mike Yerg and my friend Lauren. And do you know how weird it was to go to the box office of this arena and go, Hi, I'm on Sugar Ray's guest list. <laughs> and, the, and the lady's like, what's your name? And I was like, Ryan Rockwell. And she was like, here you go. And it was three tickets 
of like VIP seating. Like he hooked us up. Like the dude was totally legit. And then, uh, so they played their set and we missed Marcy playground. That's fine. I don't care. Lit was atrocious. Really? Lit still thinks that they're as big as they thought they were when they were kind of big. Does that make sense? I I will say I, I saw them on warp tour like 14 years ago and they were pretty fucking good. I'm not going to lie. I had that first no, no. record. It was great. They didn't sound bad. Lit definitely is talented musicians. Like, they played their songs completely fine. But they were so over-the-top douchey. Like, the singer was, like, bringing girls up on stage and, like, putting his tongue out, like, Miley Cyrus style. And, like, mm. giving, like, the devil horns. Ugh. And, like, way too uh, old. devil horns. Really? Way In 2014 too, or whatever year it was? Way too old to do it. Like, did it he, was just super douchey. Did the one guy still have that terrible beard? The guy had the horrible goatee thing. Yeah. twist. And no, they sounded fine. Were they still all dressed like Guy Fieri? Basically, yeah. Okay. Um, well, we should point out their drummer died. Their drummer died a couple years ago of like a brain cancer or something. I didn't know that. That's sad. That's terrible. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So I don't know who plays, I don't know who, who plays drums for him now, but I know the Pop Off brothers are still going. AJ Pop Off and Jeremy Pop Off. This is the useless go- bullshit. I know. I know <laughs> the members the problem of, names. of the three of us talking of getting derailed is like you said. We're all chubby, overweight virgins that have a bunch of <laughs> pop culture knowledge. Except that I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've slayed many vaginas. I don't, I don't <laughs> I've, I've, slayed, I've slayed enough. I've slayed enough to Enough? To well, be you're married. You're married. Yeah, you only get one vagina now. I don't know what one is. It's true. It's a great one. But do you if enjoy it? It's a great one. Are you good with just having one vagina for the rest of your life? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, you're good then. You're happy. You don't have to worry about it. Just, oh, Justin, right. Justin and I are single, so Justin and I get to have mini vaginas if we'd like. Are you guys are you guys like big Tinder users? Is that a thing? I've never. That was the thing, man. Like I, you know, I've I've been dating my wife, or I've been with my wife for like seven years now. So I missed out on all the fucking crazy social dating apps. So I see everyone using Tinder, and I don't fucking get it at all. It's like, and I feel like even even if I were to use Tinder, if I were single, I, I still wouldn't get anywhere. It wouldn't go well for me. I can honestly say I do not have Tinder on my phone. I have. I've tried it out of curiosity. It is not on my phone. Um, I think it's weird. and Which is funny that I say that out of all the weird yeah, shit. Yeah, I would say I, do I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've done more yeah, weird shit. That's over the line yeah. for Ryan right it's, there. It's weird, to, it's weird to send a message to someone and talk to them. But the other shit you've done is, is I had not. a girl at my house last night, and we were watching a movie in my bed. And I told her that I would make her hot chocolate at 1 a.m. if she scratched my back. That's not that weird. That's not weird at all. That, no. that's, a, that's a fair trade. That's it's so, fat, it's, it's oh. so facto right there. No, you yeah. missed Something. it. Ryan, Ryan whispered something after, no, he said, after you started talking. No, I, and didn't. I don't I know didn't what. Whisper, I didn't whisper anything. Oh, my God. Well, I got a good back scratch last night. Can we be happy for me? No. Why? I don't give a shit if you got a back scratch. Why? If Who you got, cares? If you got a back scratch from a pretty girl last night, I'd be happy for you. Who cares? You might have a back scratch from anybody. I'd be happy. Oh, like friend. back, like no. you, when you're a big tall dude, like back scratches are one of the few things yeah. in life that are always going to be a guaranteed oh, yeah. pleasure. You yeah. can, I mean, always. you can get you can get a back scratch and be happy for yourself, but why would you expect anyone else to throw a fucking parade because you got a back you're scratch? You're one of my Ryan. best friends. I've been here for 15 years. Yeah, that's I fine. Expect that if I am getting pleasured. Which doesn't have to be sexual. I don't want this conversation. It doesn't have to be sexual. I was getting pleasured in a non-sexual way. I had no boner at all. Yeah, right. Okay. I, I don't believe that for a fucking second. I at didn't. All. I didn't have much. Yeah, of a I'm also. I'm also gonna call bullshit on that. Yeah. I'm gonna, it's probably at least a half one. 
Because if there's a pretty girl doing that, then it's it's probably going to happen. Let's call her. Let's call her. Why would we call her? Let's ask her if I had a boner. Can we call her right now? What, was she checking to make sure you had a boner or well, not? Let's, let's call her. No, Why? Ryan. We don't have I, first I, I tell you, this is, this is definitely the hard-hitting podcast I signed up for. I feel like <laughs> I'm really under the gun right now. We don't, we don't have time for it. Secondly, fine. this conversation fine, doesn't fine. do exist. Fine. We were talking about lit, and I want you to know that, uh, that in 2001, <laughs> or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, 2001, Space Hog had a third album called The Hogacy that came out. No, they did. So- no, a- they did. With a song on it that called it said. You're making this up. No, now. I'm Come not. There's no, a- I'm reading it. I'm, there's not. a song called At Least I Got Laid on it, and it was one of the singles. At Least I Got Laid. So, and, <laughs> wow. that was, and they went on tour with Black Crows and Oasis on a tour called The Tour of Brotherly Love in support of the album. And a tour Whoa. called The Tour of Bands No One Gives a Fuck About. Yeah. Um,. No, oh. I'm not sure. Do plenty of people care about Oasis and the Black Rose? I couldn't get too fucked about it, but those bands were at one time very popular, especially back then. Even back then, Fair. like Oasis, Oasis never really made, you know got popular in America in the new millennium, but like they were always still massive in the UK. Oh yeah, they well, still play fucking. Well, like, Oasis even in America in their heyday was gigantic. Yeah, but as we all know, if it's not America, it doesn't fucking matter. USA. Right. What okay. What in the fuck? What? Space Hog on September or September seventeenth, two thousand eleven. Space Hog announced the completion of their latest album, As It Is on Earth, on their MySpace page in two thousand eleven. MySpace page. <laughs> but here's the weird thing. Here's the weird thing. It was released on April sixteenth, twenty thirteen. It took a year and a half to release it? Yeah. Okay, this is fucked. Well, you, you got to find the right record deal, you know? You really got to find the right deal for Space Hog. <laughs> guys, guys, it's, it's true. It's true. Take some shopping. It is, you know, yeah. as, as, as someone who works in the industry, in the biz, <laughs> if you will, uh, not to talk too much inside baseball, but you got to really get that sweet, sweet contract. All right, guys, we got to move on. We, don't, we only have yeah, one amount fine. of time. <laughs> we only have like 15 or 20 minutes left of Scott, which means, Scott, you have to come back on in the next few weeks when we have like an hour. Can you do that? Sure, sure. But let's talk. Um, it is interesting because this is your first real interview post-Alternative Press, and you've, you've literally kind of become like an institute at Alternative Press. Like, you were the guy. Like, to me, even though, like, you were, like, third or fourth in charge or whatever, you kind of went up the ladder and became the face of, of Alternative Press. Like, literally, if you talk to any band, whether it be big or small, from your Fallen Reverses to Wonder Years to Newfound Glories to smaller bands if people talked about alternative press like they mentioned you like you were the guy that everyone went through <coughs> so I yeah think, i mean that, that um, was that was a nice you know it was i didn't feel like for a, a time that i was kind of like the face of ap a little bit which sounds were. like really weird but and just it's because funny, i was the one like, who was, i'm the one who always goes out like i was on a million shows and well, festivals to, and, to, stuff and to, meet people whereas like a lot of my coworkers wouldn't do that they wouldn't go to that many shows or whatever. So no, you know, went, that's what I like to do. You went to every show. You were always there supporting. And you weren't just there supporting like, oh, I'm here because, you know, I work for Alternative Press. I distinctly remember when we did that Bayside tour last March, you went to the show. You watched our whole set. You took a picture, put Alternative Press um, Instagram. And then during Bayside set, you were in the front. And, like, you literally sang along every song, like, belted it out. Oh, like, fuck yeah. You're stoked yeah, about that's music. Something, I've, I've never and understood love... the whole like, idea that if you work in, in music journalism or whatever, any, any type of the music industry, that you can't enjoy yourself. It's just like, dude, 
nothing would get me more upset when I was younger at AP than seeing coworkers who no longer worked there anymore by the time they were there. And we would go to shows and like I would fucking sing along and finger point and whatever, and they would just stand there with their fucking arms folded. And I guess everyone is everyone is their own way of interesting a show. But I was like, man, why can't you have fun? Like if you can't sing along to a fucking show for a band that you like, I don't know, it just bummed me out. Well, so I never tried to front. I was just like, I'm just a dude yeah, who wants to have a good time. You didn't, and that's what's cool is that you were kind of like the face of the biggest underground magazine in the country that is basically the only voice for this kind of music. And it's, it's a huge magazine. I mean, alternative press is so influential on our generation, whether it comes to warp tour, to bands, to punk, to hardcore, to indie that, um, it doesn't matter if you like it or disagree or like it, it does. You can't ignore the significance of the amount of huge bands you guys have had on the cover from fucking, Nine Inch Nails to ICP to Fall Out Boy, you know what I mean, to Blink-22 to Green Day. And to me, it's cool because you were kind of face of the magazine. And it's much like when you and I saw each other at the Promise Ring reunion show. You and I stood side by side, belting out at the top of our lungs the lyrics to every Promise Ring song in their hour and a half long set. Yeah, man. It's just like that's that to me is what it's all about. I, you know, I, I never... I don't feel like I've ever tried to to put up a front like I'm better than people, you know? And I feel like a lot of kids think that. Like, I, you know, I've got, you know, just like you, you people people shit on people, you know what I mean? I, it's, you people put yourself out there and you shit you. on. I've been shit on for fucking 15 years. Well, people, and it was always weird because, like, people would say I was, like, an elitist, and I'm like, how the fuck am I an elitist? Like, I'm going to basement shows, and I'm fucking, you know, letting, like, the gaslight anthem sleep on my fucking floor when they're shooting. It's like, it makes no sense to me. It was just the craziest idea that I was somehow an elitist. You've actually literally come to see mixtapes in basement shows outside of Cleveland. That's true. I've seen you come to basement shows. And that's what's funny is I think people dislike you the same reason they dislike me is that you and I don't necessarily always play the game. Um, and I almost feel like Justin does the same thing as a comedian, is that the three of us, I think, would all get along very well in real life, is because we don't try to cause trouble. We're not drama-filled or troublemakers. We just aren't dishonest. We just say what we think. So if someone, Yeah, if which so, definitely causes trouble. <laughs> if, if someone asks yeah. Scott Heisel what he thinks about a record, you tell the truth. And I can think, I'm not going to name any names. I've already been called out enough. But I know that recently <laughs> you gave a record a not great review and the person, the band got really mad at you, which is ludicrous to me because all you're doing is saying what you fucking think of the record. Like, would that person be happier if you lied and were like, this is the best record I've heard in 10 years. Right. Just because your friends are like, that's fucking stupid. Like, that's not how it should work. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's one of those weird things that you, 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 it's, you, you, you would think that as you get older, and as bands get older, and as like you've known a band for a long time or whatever, that like that shit wouldn't happen. But it totally still happens, which is why for the past fucking six weeks I've been stoked because I have you know I've been unemployed and it's fucking great. <laughs> I have nothing. I, no, there's nothing I can. Like, that was always the weird thing. People are like, "Oh fuck you, you fucking AP fuck," and I'm like, "Well, now you can't say that because I don't work there anymore. So <laughs> if you don't like me, you don't like me. But you don't like you, you can't not like have me because of where checked, I work. You don't work there anymore." Have you checked the message boards? I'm sure this has to exist. Actually, I know it does because I know the internet way too well, and I haven't checked. But have you checked to see how many different people have been like, "Do fuck, thank fucking God, Scott Heisel doesn't work for Alternative Press anymore. Yeah. That guy was a prick." I, I actually haven't. I, I I wouldn't even know where to look anymore. Like, where do people post shit like that? It has to exist. The one thing that was funny, this one thing that was funny, was uh, 
So, like, you know, you know I'm a fucking huge Weezer fan. And I posted on, like, a, like a Weezer message board. And after um, after I stopped working at AT, like, someone made a thread on there. Like, oh, wow, I'd love AT, blah, blah, blah. Like, they all started speculating about, well, maybe it was because they didn't think these Weezer comfort was good enough. And, even so. and I'm like, and they were just came up with all these fucking crazy scenarios that all involved Weezer. And I'm like, you guys, Weezer had literally nothing to do with any of this. But that was the one thing where they were like, oh, man, I hope it wasn't because this, that, or the other. I'm like, you guys are fucking nuts. So. All right. Well, quick pop culture question because that's apparently yeah. what, what we do is get off track every two seconds. Um, <laughs> honest opinion. Um, outside, you don't work for AP anymore. You're a huge Weezer fan. Um, I know you like the new record, and you got to interview. Love him. it. I like it too. Um, I I don't know if I like it as much as you. I don't think Justin likes it. No. Um, I. Dude, it's so I, good. It's I, so good. I, I do. Well, you don't have to convince me. I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do like it. Where would you rank it though in Weezer? Actually, give me your Weezer right now. Rank it. I want it right now, and I want people at home to write in this week and tell us their order of Weezer albums because I feel All like right. there's I feel like there's um, such a hold on before you start um, before you start. Okay. I think I feel like there's such a polarizing band that I feel like 30 people could write in and every list would be different. And that's oh, why yeah. that's why they're oh, inter- yeah. that's why they're so interesting to me because so many bands. You know what I mean? Where it's like you like them but it's pretty much going to be the same. It's like if you like yeah. Less Than Jake, it's probably Hello Rock View or Losing Streak. Or if you're younger, yep. it's Anthem for whatever weird reason. If it's Rancid, it's Life Won't Wait, Outcome the Wolves. If it's Bouncing Souls, it's How I Spent My Summer Vacation. And so on and so forth. Weezer, I feel like people just, it's it's everywhere. So give us yours, and then people at home, write in and give us yours, and we'll read them next week. All right. So let me let me go from the bottom up. So I'll rank all nine of the official so, release. So you're albums. starting you're starting worst to best. Yeah, worst to best. I I will not okay. count Death to False Metal because that's a compilation no, of previously count. unreleased tracks, not a new record. So the ninth place would be Ratitude, easily. Absolutely. Um, eighth eighth place in my book would probably be ugh, probably the Green Album. Interesting. Uh, no, no, you know what? No, I would I would make believe there. Make believe would be eighth place. I, that's fine. Seventh place, yeah. Seventh place would be green. Really, before Sixth Hurley? Place, yeah. Sixth he place would Hurley. be red. Um, you put red worse than be, Hurley? Yeah, I do. Interesting to me. Uh, okay. Fifth okay. place would be oh god, uh, Hurley. Okay. I, I think Hurley's really good. Okay. Wait, no, I'm missing an album. Fuck, what am I? Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, fifth place is Hurley. Fourth place is Maladroit because Maladroit's a fucking jammer and doesn't get nearly. I like I like Maladroit. I think a lot of people. I mean, um, underrated. yeah, the production kind of sucks on it, but the songs are so good. They're, they're just mindless, sweet, shitty rock songs. Like I think, awesome guitar solos, tons of swagger. Like, I think the production, like? though. I think the production is exactly what Rivers wanted. Yeah, I mean, I mean who knows? But I mean, that dude's fucking one of the weirdest dudes I've ever met in my life. But uh, so yeah, so okay, fifth place Hurley, fourth place Maladroit. Third place, everything will be all right in the end. Second place, Blue Album. First place, Pinkerton. Okay, so the new one is your third favorite, which actually it is mine too. To be fair, it, honestly, like in, in like a year or two, it might slip down. But I listened to that record. I was, I mean, this is like a total like humble brag moment, but it's like I was getting because you know we were working with them for months about this cover. So I had like demos, like working demos of the songs on that record for months before it came out, from like maybe mid-May onward, and so. I kind of got to see a lot of those songs on the record grow, 
which was really cool and like kind of no changes and stuff like that. And so it was really exciting to actually have the record finished and just to see the whole process. So like I was really involved with it in terms of like my emotional level in terms of, yeah, I got to do a cover story and blah, blah, blah. So that was huge for me. And so too, it might slip down to fourth or fifth, but right now it's a solid three. Correct me if I'm... uh, Can I chime in real quick? Yeah. Um, after hearing that list, I will speak for the internet and say, I'm glad this motherfucker doesn't work for AP anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Oh, no, zinger. actually, actually, I, I, I'm going to, I, that list is fine. Cause I'm not like the hugest Weezer fan ever anyway, but I do want to take exception with your, uh, AP, um, uh, profile where you put as a top five albums ever, you put orange rhyming dictionary by jets to Brazil. Hell yeah! Yeah, you're fucking wrong. What? If you choose that album over, if you choose that album over perfecting loneliness, I'm sorry. Opinions yeah. oh, aside, yeah, absolutely. If, if opinions aside, you're wrong. Wait a minute, uh, because Orange Rhyming Dictionary is a fucking mess. I actually like Orange Rhyming better than Perfecting Loneliness as well. Yeah, you're I, both fucking dumb Blake, as Blake shit. Washington's best songwriting time period was between '93 and '98 when he did 24 Hour Revenge Therapy. Then Dear You, then Orange Army Dictionary. Those three albums are fucking well, amazing. Can I, can I go ahead? That was the best Blake Swatchbox ever written. Can I lose all my cred right now and go ahead and say that the only Jawbreaker record I like is 24 Hour Revenge? I don't think any other That's one fine. is good. I, I, the, the, the two before, like Bivouac and Unfun, I think are fine, but I don't, I don't ever really listen to Dear them. Dear You? you know, I, I own them, I like them enough, but to me, it starts at 24 Hour, and I think Dear You is great too, but Dear You, I, dude, I remember like when I was in college, uh, you know, Dear You went out of print, and so you couldn't get it anywhere. And this was before the internet was super easy to steal shit on. And so I remember fucking having to order as, as opposed a Canadian to now? import. I, I'd order a Canadian import of Dear You from some uh, website called Sam the Record Man, which is a Canadian record chain. I, I remember that. And so everyone... Yeah, so everyone had to fucking order their copies from Canada and pay, you know, 20 bucks or whatever because you couldn't get it in America. It was out of print. And so my, my copy of Dear You is the Canadian version. Here's my thing. It's probably... Has no difference, but you know that's 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 my memory. Here's my thing. I think the songwriting in Dear You is good. I think Blake's lyrics are great. I fucking hate the way he sings when they try to get him to sing normal. I can't stand the way it sounds. Yeah, but you like, had vocal surgery. Like his vocal cords change. What just, do you want him to do? No, I don't expect him to do anything. It's not his fault. And I know he's not making the record for me. So like, it's not like it matters. Like my opinion holds well, there was, mass weight. But I just. Uh, there's also a lot of weird production on Dear You because it was a Geffen thing. It and was, and it was a major label record, and that's fine. I don't fault them like a lot of people. I think they went for it. I think I probably would have done the exact same thing in their situation Yeah. because they're seeing all their friends' bands get famous, and why not? Who doesn't want to make money? Like, So here's yeah. your chance. I don't blame them. Like, more power to them, but I just, that record's not for me. I think 24 yeah. Hours is phenomenal. I think it is too, but I also disagree that that was their best songwriting period because I still think that post Orange Rhyming Dictionary is when he really opened up and like became a better songwriter because he wasn't as metaphorical and kind of cloying like because he was younger when he wrote a lot of those songs and stuff. Lyrically, I think he got more literal and more just relatable and good. Yeah, but how, how can you say that any Just Result album is better than the one that gave us Sea Anemone and Sweet Avenue? 
Because Sweet like Avenue, two songs, those two songs alone, yeah, but that's are the, better than almost anything else. But that's the two songs that everyone points to on that album, and they fucking discount everything else on that album and say it's okay, the best re- one. Re- guys. Resistance, resistance, resistance <laughs> is futile. Great song. Guys, we are arguing. Uh, we are uh, arguing. Conrad, great song. Lemon Yellow Black, great song. <laughs> I type for miles. Holy shit, what a great song. What's I'll funny here record, is not only are we arguing opinions. We all agree that it's a great band. No, it is a great band. It, so, it is a great album. It is a great album, but this dumb fuck used to work for AP, so I feel like <laughs> I, guilty as charged. We all we all agree that it's a great band and that Blake's a great songwriter, except for the Forgetters, which I don't care what anybody says. That shit sucks. No way! That's I good. like that record a lot. Yeah. That full length, I think it's really good. Yeah. See, you guys can both like it. That's fine. You're both wrong. It's not the greatest <laughs> thing that he's ever done, but it's I, good. I don't like it. We got um, one. There was one question that pertains to Weezer that somebody wrote in, and they want to know okay. Scott's top three unreleased Weezer songs slash demos. There's so many good ones. That's hard. Go ahead, Scott. Top, top three unreleased. Like, I don't uh, know if they mean unreleased. Do, do they, do they just mean B-side, like not on a record? Let's Maybe, just say that. Yeah, because they... Just say, what are your top three non-album Weezer tracks? That's fucking impossible, too. It's I, so hard. I mean, first off, every B-side between 94 and 97 is amazing. Like, that, everyone knows that. But I would say, like, to go a little bit beyond that, like, there's a, a B-side from the Green Album called I Do, which is incredible. That is a good And they song. actually, when, when they did their big comeback tour in 2001 with Get Up Kids... The Yahoo tour, they opened every show with I Do, and then they segued into My Name is Jonas. And I've always said that if they ever fucking re released the Blue album with I Do before My Name is Jonas, I'd buy another copy because it's an incredible, incredible song. That, that um, actually would be pretty I, cool. I've always had, what's that? That would actually be pretty cool. That's a great song. It's such a good song. And then you got to say one, Suzanne, one the, right? Suzanne is a perfect song. Well, hold on. I, again, like I said, all of the songs are perfect. Like it's, you can't even pick any of them. You know what I mean? Okay. But um, Mike, Mike, I, I will Michael say, Carly. I'm, I'm thinking like latter. I'm thinking latter day Weezer, like 2001 onward to kind of find the gems from that period. Okay. Um, I will say that there was a recorded uh, album um, five song called Stupid Your Girl Room, which is like a two minute long like sweet guitar rock song. I've always had a soft spot for that one. I saw them play it live once uh, in 2001. That was a quick, uh, cool song. Never really came out officially. They put like a demo on their website, um, and then there were a lot of cool songs from the Red Album era that didn't make the record. That were like you know bonus tracks or whatever. And fucking King is a, such a rad song. I like that song a lot. I wish it would have been on the record proper, but it was like a, a you know a deluxe edition song. But yeah, obviously all the B sides are blue. All the different things are fucking amazing. When I saw them play Devotion a few years ago, I lost my fucking mind. Oh, I fucking forgot Blast Off. Blast Ooh, Off was, Blast off was a three. great song. Um, yeah, I, thought the, shit. I thought um, the entire you night. That's, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I thought There's the so entire the entire alone or whatever it was, like Rivers Cuomo bedroom recordings. Those yeah. were great. I thought they were awesome. Oh yeah, they're, they're, a lot of them are great. There's so many good songs there. Oh yeah, there was some shit. There was called, some shit there uh, called Lisa, which is rad on one of those. Lisa There's was so good. good um, Justin what, and I. What about that song? Um, didn't they do to bring it all back together? Didn't they do a collaboration with uh, Sugar Ray for the Scream? Dude, this song is amazing. Rivers. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't a collaboration. No, that, that, song, that song was inspired by, it was, by it, Weezer, it was I guess. Inspired. Because the song, the song Love is the Answer, which is on Ratitude, was actually originally on a Sugar Ray record. The record, the record called Music for Cougars. Rivers gave them that song, and oh, they I did their it. version of it. I and have the record. Weezer ended up re-recording it. So you have that record? Yes. That's that's not good for you. Do you remember when you got me a Smash Mouth t-shirt, man? I love my 90s. 
Scott got me a Smash Mouth t-shirt. That was one of the craziest, weirdest days at work. We all got 40 Smash Mouth CDs in the mail. (laughs) Why not? Um, Okay. Literally 40 Smash Mouth CDs. Before we get to the juicy stuff that people want to know about real quick, I was going to say, it really is such a good song. People should YouTube it. Um, The story goes, I read the interview from Mark McGrath, is when Weezer hit big, Sugar Ray thought that they were awesome, and they wanted to write a song that sounded just like Weezer, Mm. which they did. And it's called Rivers, and it's named that literally so obviously after Rivers Cuomo, and it's on the Scream 2 soundtrack. But you can YouTube it and look up Sugar Ray song Rivers on YouTube, and it literally sounds exactly oh, it does. like Weezer. Sounds exactly, but like, it's really fucking good. Yeah, it is actually. Really like good it song. even has like the really high pitch like harmonies and the weird guitar, and it's good. It's a great song. Yeah, and it mm. sounds just like Weezer. Do you know that song, Scott? You know what I'm talking about? I've actually, actually never heard. It. I mean, I know it exists. Actually, I've never heard we're it. gonna close the episode today with that song. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna close the episode with that song because that song is amazing. Um, so let's get to the. I, I hope you get like a like a season assist from Sugar Ray's lawyer for using it without permission. And less than Jake was also on that soundtrack with their cover of "I Think I Love You." Really? Yes. Scream Two. Oh, damn. Scream Two had a weird soundtrack. It had like less than Jake Sugar Ray. <laughs> I think like Sleater. You can't tell you. Sleater I saw, Kenny I saw was on it. Jake the other night in Cleveland. Well, I saw Less Than Jake the other night in Cleveland, Who'd and they're playing Automatic. Who'd you see? And in the middle of, I saw Less Than Jake. In I Cleveland, saw him the, the night. Ni- I saw him the night before. I'm cool. I saw him in '97. Well, I was I back. I was backstage. I don't Shut know about you. Fuck up. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> I, I saw him in Cleveland the other night. They were they played automatic, and then in the fucking middle of it, for that, that bridge part, they fucking went into "We're All Dudes" from Good Burger. <laughs> they I, didn't do that when I, I saw them. Dude, I almost had tears in my eyes. It was I was so happy. I've always always wanted to see them play that, and they, they didn't do the verse. They, they said the chorus, like the horn part. And I was like, oh, oh my god, they're playing "We're All Dudes." I started jumping around like a awesome. fucking moron. Did you notice? Oh, it was, um, it was so rad. Did you notice on this lesson, Jake, tour they're doing right now that? They really are playing a weird set list, like with a lot of weird oddities. They uh, they're playing the uh, thirty second song off the Fat Comp, which is fucking awesome. I've seen them play that before. They, they played that. They played it in Cleveland too. But then they also played like a second thirty second song that I didn't know what it was. Uh, that's I never heard of sobriety, before. which is great. And they're also playing the Pac Man oh. theme song three times. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they played it three times. Wait, so what's sobriety from? It? I didn't recognize sobriety that. Sobriety is off of. I can't remember. Do you remember Justin? It's a great. Is it on B's for B sides? Mm, no, I don't it's think not. so. It's um, it's old. It's an old song, and they're Is also really? they're also playing. Um, I don't remember the name of the song where Buddy comes out and plays guitar. They they're playing a cool yeah, set. Yeah, the brightest the brightest ball was can, burnt out with the the, the, the the one the last track on uh, Anthem. They played that. I've never seen them play that before either. Yeah, um, if you can see Less Than Jake on this tour, they're on with Real Big Fish right now. You should. They're playing a really cool. Dude, set. they were so good. They were so good. They, they sound, were as good as Real Big Fish were terrible. Yeah, I was actually getting ready to say. If you get lucky like I did, which Scott, you did not get lucky because it's every other night. Um, I got, to, yeah. I was in Detroit, and they're switching off every night headlining. So I got to see the night where Less Than Jake played first. So then we went and got food. <laughs> that been awesome. You had to sit through Real Big Fish. I skipped them Fucking because seventy-five minutes of Real Big Fish. Holy shit! Fuck it, was, that. it was nightmarish. Yeah, so Real, but- Real Big Fish has not changed their set list in twenty-six years. No, I, I, I beg to differ. They did play a song called "Skank for Christmas." which they released on a Christmas album about a month ago. That's, and it was bad. That makes me want to kill myself. Yeah. All yeah, right. it was right. great. Let's get to the juicy stuff here. Um, okay. Yeah. Tell us uh, uh, any, bri- any bridges you want to burn right now. 
<laughs> no, but really, um, no, I don't, man, I'm I'm in a good place. Uh, don't, I don't be so positive. Just I, tell us a bunch of people you hate. I, I don't I don't know how much you can tell or not tell us, but I mean, what you worked at AP for how long? Uh, ten and a half years. Ten and a half years. You were the face of AP. You were literally the dude that every man talked to and corresponded with. You were the person that everyone got a hold of. If anyone needed to get in touch with AP, they texted you, including me, and every single friend I have in a band. So what the fuck happened? <laughs> um, that's a great question. I would say the best answer I could probably give is I had been unhappy for quite some time uh, in the company. And okay. I wasn't really afraid of letting my, my unhappiness be voiced. Um, I'm sure I wasn't the easiest person in the world to work with at times. And I tried to kind of find a better attitude, and I find it for a while, and then I kind of slipped back into being unhappy again. And this is all in like the past 12 to 18 months. And basically the shortest version I could tell is that they finally kind of realized, hey, he's unhappy. And so we sat down and... We kind of talked about it, and that was that, you know. And then, then I, uh, the, you know, I was happy to leave, and they were happy for me to leave. And uh, you know, it, it ended on the on the most positive note it could have ended on, considering the uh, the situation that I, I I had been in there for a while. So that's, you know, it's one of the things where, like, cool. you know, it's like I, I imagine it's like being in a band and like putting a band up for a long time because. You know, you you love what you do, which you're is just, why you do you're it. Just ready, you're ready, you're ready you, to be done. You, you deal with the bullshit. You go through all the the your gear getting stolen and fucking getting robbed, and you know having your label drop you or whatever. Because the highs that you can achieve from playing in a band are the best natural highs you'll ever experience in your life. And that's how I felt with AP, where it's like, yeah, there's a lot of bullshit. There's a lot of bullshit at every job, but the natural highs I would hit with AP, whether it was doing the award show last year, getting ready to cover show on my favorite bands, or whatever it was, a cool special, whatever it was, those highs were so great that it would carry me through the low times where I was bummed about whatever whatever was bumming me out. Um, but it just kind of got to the point where you kind of get sick of holding out for those highs. You kind of feel like you're chasing the dragon a little bit, you know? And you just, it's not uh, good you, for anybody to, to, to do that for too long. I completely understand. You literally actually, I'm not kidding, described Warp Tour to a T for me. We're like... 80% of the time, I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Can I just go home? But then you'd have, like, one day where it's like you're hanging out with, like, Less Than Jake or a cool band, and you all have, like, chairs, and you're in the shade, and you're just, like, chilling, having an awesome conversation, and you're just like, oh, yeah, this is why. This is awesome. Like, who gets to do yeah. this? Who gets to do this? Like, no one gets to do this. Yeah, like, I'm so it, lucky. It, 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 it sucks because, I, you know, like I said, I loved what I did. I really did, and it was tough to let go of it. But it's one of those things where I think in the end it's better for them, it's better for me. You know, we'll see what the fucking future holds, I guess. If someone wants to hire me, hit me up on Twitter. After that Weezer list, no one wants to hire you. What's that? said after that Weezer list, no one wants to hire you. Well, no, maybe Rivers himself. Do you have his number? I do not, unfortunately. Can we have do he does follow me on Twitter, though. So he does see me tweet about pro wrestling all the time. Unless he just muted me. He might have just followed me and then muted me to make me feel good. Hey, I also follow you on Twitter, so be proud. Did you also mute me? And then do you remember for a while, Haley Williams followed me and you on Twitter, and then she unfollowed both of us, and then she followed you back before me. That's true. Well, she, she had a huge purge, and then a few months later she refollowed me, and all the Brazilian Paramore fans came back. Same. Um, I remember actually when Haley Williams followed me on Twitter – I literally started getting about 50 tweets a day 
from Paramore fan sites. And I'm sure you got this too because Haley's such a big star that when she followed Dude, she'd me be on, on, She'd be on star. She's, she's like a star. A fucking icon. She's, I mean, she's especially a celebrity. in South America and Southeastern Asia. She is a celebrity. And when Haley Williams yeah. followed me on Twitter, I would get girls that would tweet at me and they would be like, Will you get Haley to wish me a happy birthday? And I would just be like, oh, yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? No. Like, what? <laughs> like, that's such a weird fucking thing to do to somebody. <clears throat> Um, yeah, but anyway, so it, 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 I, I don't know. She is not a person to most people. She's not a no, person. She no. is a face, and that's what she is. Um, I don't it's know. Weird. I don't know how much detail you can go into, but I guess. Do you feel? I guess like, are you unhappy with the way alternative press is moving? Yeah, it's not. You know, I'm trying to think how to answer this question. They yeah, I mean, don't answer, don't, don't answer anything that's going to get you in trouble, but I, I'm, no, tr- I'm trying no, to get the it's best I trouble. can. I'm trying to get the, the, the right way to answer it. Because, you, know, they, you know, it's not my business. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I, don't, I don't own Alternative Press. I don't run Alternative Press. Um, I was an employee there, and I did what was asked of me. And I did it with aplomb, and I did it with a smile on my face for 10 years. And the people in charge of that company uh, have a specific vision that they're working toward, and it wasn't something that I always agreed with. And so we butted heads. Um, doesn't mean that I'm right and they're wrong. You know, I'm sure on the days where I butt heads, I would say that, but I mean, looking at it, you know, just rationally, it's like, I don't own the business. So who am I to say what they're doing is wrong? Um, I can say that it wasn't things that I was always personally agreeing with, but again, that's, that's the whole thing with being on a team is that, you know, I'm not the leader. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a under the leader. So I have to accept the decisions that are made and then do what it was that I was supposed to do. So, okay. and, that, and that's part of what, one of the reasons why I, was, I did get bummed out was because just because I had been there for so long and hadn't yet gotten to the point where I could make those calls and say, we should do this and not get pushback, you know? And it's like, well, that's because, you know, the guy who owns the company is still there. He founded the company 30 years ago. He still works there every fucking day. So who am I to tell him what to do? It's his company. Sure. And that's kind of, I think, really what was the the overall, uh, what it boiled down to was like, it's, you know, I didn't agree with the boss a lot of the times. And if you don't agree with your boss for a lot of times, you're not going to work somewhere for much longer because, you know, it's the boss's company. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. I think that's, I think that's an insightful answer. I think, I actually, I mean, that, that I think, said, we've done some fucking amazing shit there. And I think this past year we had some super amazing shit. I think 21 <laughs> Pilots was, uh, I'm so glad we took the risk on that. We've been pushing for it for a long time. We finally took the risk, to, you know, pulled the trigger on it, and it was our second best-selling issue of the year, if I recall correctly. What was number uh, one? At least with the day I had. Uh, the number one was Five Seconds of Summer, which duh. Was what? <laughs> that was sold out Five everywhere. That was insanity. Oh, next time we have you on, we're, and, talk, we're talking on, about and, that and, issue. And should, I, I should point out this, too, because I feel like AP got a lot of shit for that, and I should point out that I'm the one who pushed for that. I, I specifically was like, if we need a cover star, this is the band to do it with, because they're just punk enough. And I know they got a lot of shit for that. It's always funny. Like, if you look online, like, there's a lot of people who look at AP and think whatever AP does that they hate, so if it's Black Bell Brides or Sleeping With Sirens or whatever, they think that AP sucks. But then if there's something cool, like the Menzingers or whatever, it's like, oh, Scott did that, you know? And so I always received all the credit for anything that was perceived as being cool in the magazine. Well, anything that was not perceived as cool couldn't have been done by me because I was the cool guy, whatever. But let me tell you, there's plenty of stuff that's been at AP 
that people hated that I put in there. And there's plenty of cool bands that went in there, you know, quote unquote cool bands that I was not responsible for because, you know, we have an editorial staff. But it was always this funny thing that I would see would be like, oh, dude, AP sucks now, except for the bands that Scott puts in there. And I'm like, <laughs> really? It's like we all kind of agree on those things. It's one of those, it's just, it's funny how people develop those kind of personas where this person must be responsible for this stuff. And this person must <laughs> well, be responsible for that stuff. People are fucking delusional. You can't put the Menzinger yeah. on the cover of AP because it's going to go out of business. Yeah, basically. That's what it is. It's you know, not, it's, 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 AP, it's in business and it hasn't been in business for a long time because love it or hate it, they know what they're doing. And that's, that's what they double down you on. on you know, how do you, how do you keep growing that? Well, they clearly know what they're doing because they got rid of you. So, right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I really, I really enjoyed this fucking Statler and Waldorf thing we're doing. <laughs> well, Justin, Justin is a comedian. He's just, he's trying out his new chops. It's his new bit. They're not half bad. They're all bad. Uh, no, but I was gonna say, um, next time you're on, we are having a conversation about five seconds of summer issue, because I have some, qual- okay. I have some qualms with the article. Yeah, but it will be, <laughs> it will be a tasteful conversation. It will not be an argument. It will be a discussion. Because that turns into an argument. No, well, there's there's certain points that were made in that article that I just personally disagree with, but I sure. I don't want to argue about it. I would like to hear you give a reason behind them, so then maybe I can understand why they're there. So sure. Ne- Keep ne- in mind, I didn't I didn't write the article, so but I could do my okay. best to justify it. And sure. that said, I don't really give a shit because I don't care about that band. So you can do whatever the fuck you want. You know, it's like, I don't care. I don't, you know, I, I, I'm sure I, I will, I highly doubt, and you know, whatever, never say never, but I highly doubt wherever I end up in life next, it will be associated with five seconds of summer. Just because that's, you know, uh, that's a world. Uh, actually, unfortunately, I, I just got the call and you're their new tour manager. Yeah. And publicist. Fuck yeah. Dude, that'd, that'd be the best fucking job ever. I'd actually, so you money. make so much money. So congratulations. Like so much money. Um, amazing. Actually, they just heard what you said about them and they fired you already. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. No. Um, okay. So um, I know you can't talk about detailed stuff about alternative press because you have a clause. But um, band wise, I know you can say whatever you want. So here's my question. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Okay. Um, are there some bands that you covered in alternative press now that you don't work there anymore that you were embarrassed to cover that you were against? Um, anything that I personally decided, I would say no. Anything that I personally chose to put in the magazine, I could justify why. I don't mean just that you decided. Uh, I just mean bands where it was like, we're doing this story and you were like, fuck, really? Oh yeah, I mean that you know it's because it's just that's how you know. Not well, give us some names. Now. This is um, this is what the people want, Scott. This is what people listen. Was for. it? Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I I'd say well, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll say the the most uncomfortable I ever felt doing a cover there was when we did Falling in the Verse the second time, and we had decided to do it before all that crazy shit happened, where he threw a mic stand at kids and like. There was, you know, the, there was the allegation that for he people had, that don't, his girlfriend for people, or whatever. For people all that, that don't, all that crazy shit happened. Hold on, before you okay. say, I was gonna say, for people that don't know, basically what happened was wasn't Fall in Reverse playing a show, and Ronnie Radke just literally threw a heavy mic stand and cracked a kid's skull open, basically. Well, it was. I think it was like the end of the show where like like they're throwing guitar picks in the crowd, drums in the crowd. He's like, here, have a mic stand. He just kind of chucked it. And a kid wasn't ready. Yeah, you so can't do that. Is, the, but yeah. the point is, like, <laughs> dude got a shit on a bad press in like a month span. Like, all this shit happened all at the same time. And so, like, the decision that had already been made to do him on the cover 
and then all that shit happened, especially the, the domestic violence shit, which is, I don't know how that case ended up. I'm not privy to it. So I'm not going to, all I can say is alleged because I don't think he was ever convicted on it. But either way, like it kind of got gnarly in the office. And a lot of us were bummed out. We're like, how the fuck do we do this? You know, it's, so wait, it's, there was, was this basically, was the time frame that you guys already planned on having him on the cover? Then this happened yes. and you're kind of like, oh, yes. fuck, what do we do yeah, now? It's like, well, yeah, we, yeah, we already said, we already told the label we would do it. You know, what are you going to do? You can't. You know, it's it'd be poor business to say, well, fuck you now. It's you know, and it's it's just one of the, and it wasn't my decision to make anyway. So we all were we had a lot of meetings about that. We're like, what the fuck? How do we handle this? You know, obviously, like, you know, we can't have him promote it because everyone hates him right now. And so, how do we promote it? Blah blah blah. And, you know, there's just one. There's, there's a couple that that one thing up the most where it's like, how? What the fuck are we doing? But you know, but here's the funny thing. So everyone was so mad at us when we did that cover when it came out. People were so fucking pissed off. And then it was like the second or third best-selling issue of that year because controversy sells magazines, and that's just it's yeah. an unfortunate byproduct of society is that people want to buy controversial shit because they want to, you know, see what they're going to say next. So like Howard Stern, you know, you listen to you want to see what he's going to say next. Sure. Well, so, Ronnie, Ronnie you know, Raggy, Ronnie Raggy, I've learned from Warp Tour after we sat down and squashed our beef or whatever, we talked yeah. for probably a good two hours on their tour bus, just him and I, face to face, man to man. And I've learned that he's just, I mean, I, I, I would say he is a sociopath. I don't feel like a dick saying that because I think it's completely true. Um, I think he is misunderstood to a degree to the point where I'm not saying this makes it okay or I would do it. But I don't know if he would want me to say this, but I mean, he literally told me he was like, you know, that video that they have, like where they're doing like the Ferrari and like. It's yeah. the worst video of all time. Like, I'm sure Justin, yeah. too, everyone's seen it. Like, he literally yeah. said to me, he was like, Ryan, like, dude, like, we know what we're doing. I'm not stupid. He was like, when we were making that video, we were laughing the entire time, talking about how every website was going to blow the fuck up out of this video, making fun oh, of yeah. it. And I mean, we were dude, laughing our I, ass off. I will, off. Like, like, straight up. Like, like he, I, he, he I wasn't so in... much shit for this, but, like, I will, I will defend Falling in Reverse because I think that as a band, they're really good. And I think they write clever, catchy <laughs> pop songs, and it's funny. Hey, and so there's a, there's a wink and a nut. But literally, I thought I thought that that record that came out the other year that had that song on it. Like I wanted to run a review of that record that was strictly a picture of Bugs Bunny saying "Ain't I a stinker?" Because that's what that is. It's just like you know, if, if you took those songs in a vacuum, you're like, they're really fucking well written songs that stick in your head. But everyone just fucking hates Chris. the band. Because of Ronnie Rex or whatever, I'm like, Chris, you know, that's a band I will, I will legitimately defend. Chris, really Chris from No Sleep that owns No Sleep Records, mixtapes label, feels the same as you. He loves that band, and um, yeah. Well, that's the whole Yo, thing. Let's, though, let's, let's, that... let's, 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 let's drop this bomb. Fucking Jeff from Run for Cover loves of Mice and Men. Let's drop this bomb too. I have never in well, my life Jeff's, heard the Mice and Men song. Jeff's an idiot. So um, anyway, anyway, so well, no, but I mean, Ronnie even told me he was like, you know, what I mean, like he wasn't like in that Ferrari, like thinking he was a badass like they just did it because they knew yeah people would talk shit it, it, about it's, it it's as much people hate to believe it it's punk because they're antagonizing people i don't know and it's they're antagonizing punk. you to the point where you have to pay attention i think you're putting the cart before the horse on this one first you <laughs> called them clever then you're saying they're punk no they are people who understand antagonization sells something in fact yes. they're the yeah. antithesis yes. of punk because 
they're not doing it for the love of what they're doing. They're doing it because they know they can make money, money. off it. For money. If nothing, Dude, that's, uh, if what not, that's what the Sex Pistols did in the 70s. But, that, like, but I also don't were. consider... They were a money-making venture. I also don't consider the Sex Pistols a punk band. I agree with that. I don't think the well, Sex they Pistols were, they were, were a punk band. I, like, I mean, they're a shitty punk band, if but anything, they were a punk the, band. If anything, I mean, like, the, the Sex Pistols... Know, I, I'm more a fan of like the Clash style of punk where it actually meant something, but like there's a subset of punk that exists solely to piss people off. You can look... You can look at the Sex Pistols as a boy band almost. Yeah, in a oh, way. You absolutely, you could. Totally, you could. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is is that is that is that the the ethos of punk. You can you can say that that antagonization. You can say that like them making money and uh, being you know like like trying to get under people's skin is a punk thing to do. But and you're right about the casualties to some extent. Though the casualties have never been as successful as you know, uh, and I don't, I don't think that Ronnie Rodkey has ever raped anybody, unlike the guy from the Casualties. I wouldn't put it too far. Uh, no comment on either one of those. I, I, I don't know. What'd you say? I said no comment on either, on either one of those. I don't know. But th- this is the thing, though, is, is that is that is that you're probably right. He probably is to some degree a sociopath because yeah. in order to do that sort of thing, you have to be. Because yes. you, you don't you don't have the empathy for anyone except for yourself. He, now the other thing is is that I understand he told you that they were laughing the whole time, but there's a part of him that believes that that lifestyle belongs to him. I agree. I I definitely agree with that. I think. Yeah, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. At least he tries to own it. Where you have all these other metalcore bands that are just fucking terrible, but yet they all talk about balling and bling and they fucking write, you know. And so, so there's. I mean, hip hop culture is a huge part of metalcore now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Look at and, Attila. And like, as, as, as much Attila. as people might like Ronnie Racky or that fucking Franz dude, like from Attila, at least those dudes are living. Oh, I don't. They're, they're, they're full on Ric Flairing, man. I don't. Ric Flair fucking lived what he said. And so Ric Flair said he was found or profiling. He wore a $5,000 Rolex. He partied all night, rode Space Mountain. He, like he fucking did. Who the did fuck it. is Ric Flair? Because he you know? can't do anything while talking Hold about on. wrestling. Who the fuck is Ric Flair? He's talking about wrestling. Oh. Who the no, fuck no. is Ric Flair? Fuck you. <laughs> Listen, okay. No, first of all, I don't have anything against Ronnie Raggy. Ronnie and I are friends now. I mean, as much as I can say it, like, Ronnie and I are fine. We get along fine, and we're friends. And I'm friends with the whole band of Fallen Reverse. I don't listen to them, and that's fine. They're not to be insulted. They don't listen to my music. Um, well, they listen to my new band, I guess, but... Um, but that doesn't come out yet. We'll talk about that later. But my point cheap being... Cheap plug, cheap plug. No one even, I didn't, it's not a plug. I didn't even say the name of it. Massive Knights, bro. <laughs> okay, Massive Knights is the name. <laughs> Point being, first of all, all three of us have so much in common that we could sit here and argue for hours because we're all very similar people. Yeah. Um, yes. But, so, Alternative Press is done. So, are you stressed? Are you happy, relieved? Or do you, are you like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, what do you, what, what do you want to do? What is Scott Heisel's plan now that you are not the editor of Alternative Press. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's a little bit do of you all have, that. Do you um, have money I saved mean, up? Do you have show money saved up, or do you got to do something now? I have no money. <laughs> okay, you're right. Uh, no, bro. like, it's, uh, I mean, like, the stress level has, in my life, has dropped significantly. I was very stressed out at AP. It's a very high-stress job. But if you're um, broke, why so are you not So on that aspect, I feel much better. Like, mentally, I feel much better than I did Good. two months ago. Good. Um... In terms of what I'm going to do next, I don't know, man. Like, I'm kind of casting out a pretty wide net. I'm talking to some people. There's a couple, you know, irons on the fire. I know it's like just kind of vague shit. I can tell you what I am doing for tour is I'm actually starting a podcast with a friend of mine uh, that I, I went to college with, and it's called Best, it's called Best Midwestern. 
and we're it's going to be focused on Midwestern music. So we're going to do everything from you know Ohio up to Minnesota, that kind of you know Midwestern territory. Maybe we'll cover Massive Nights. Who the fuck knows? Hey, you um, know what? That would be we're, awesome. We're, 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 we're going to do we're going to do that podcast through PunkNews.org, which is excited to kind of go back to them, and you know that was kind of where I got my start. So that's going to well, start in February. If people want to check that out, you can go to Twitter slash Best Midwestern and Facebook slash Best Midwestern. Um, that's my plug. There's your Other plug. than that, I have I have my record label, Youth Conspiracy Records, which is youthconspiracyrecords.com. I have a couple things coming up this year. I'm doing uh, the, this band called the Hell and Earth Band, which is fucking awesome. Uh, a couple of things I'm working on, uh, a new split seven inch from a band called Meridian that I'm really excited about. In terms of like a full-time job, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, I'm I'm certainly interested in whatever people want to mention. You know, whatever people are pitching to me. Um, I, I don't know. I really don't know. And that's what's kind of exciting about hey, this. Is that that's not. I haven't. You know, I, I haven't been a free agent, quote unquote, for ten and a half years. I mean, I graduated college. I applied for one job, and I got it. Hey, you so know now what, I can go apply not, for more jobs. You're not. You're not in a bad spot. I think you're in a cool spot. You can kind of figure out what you want to do and take the right path. And Maybe yeah. we'll cover Massive Nights, which I do want to talk a lot about Massive Nights and me and Justin's mental health, which we're going to get to tomorrow, because tomorrow is going to be more of a hip-hop episode because we have a rapper on. I want to talk about rap albums of this year and our favorites from the year of last year, because Justin and I haven't gotten to do that yet. And I want to talk can, about Can I tell you my, my hilarious rap story, which is only hilarious to nerds like me? Yes, go. Okay, so real, real quick, then I'll get off your podcast, real quick. So for Christmas, I pretty much told my wife that I really wanted the two mineral reissues on vinyl because I'm a fucking emo kid and I want those. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're deluxe edition, liner notes, double, you know, double LP, blah, blah. So she ordered both of them individually on Amazon uh, and had them sent to her parents' house where we were having Christmas. So they were delayed in shipment. They, they didn't ship until like the day before Christmas or whatever. They got there like on Christmas Eve. To the point where I even saw the mailers show up. Like I saw the individual mailers arrive from Amazon. I'm like, okay, I know exactly what these are, whatever. But she didn't even have time to open them because we had to wrap them and do gifts. So she wraps them inside. You know, she wraps the, the records that are still inside the mailers in wrapping paper. So we get to Christmas Day, we're opening gifts, and I open first. I'm like, I don't know what this is. And I open it, and it's the first mineral record. It's the the reissue. I'm like, oh, cool, this is so great. Thanks for getting this for me, you know. And then I go to open the second one. I'm like, I bet I can guess what this is too, because in theory, it should be the second mineral reissue. I open it. It was not the second mineral reissue. It was the Freddie Gibbs and Madlib record. Wait, it was the Fre- Freddie Gibbs record? What, Pinata? Yeah. Yeah, you gave yeah, it. Pinata, exactly. You, it was fucking Pinata. The, the sticker says in the front, like, featuring the hardest motherfuckers in the rap game or something like that. And dude, like, that record is the shit. Yeah, you should have kept that. I gotta that. tell you. And that, rec- thing, that, record, you. that record's got- better than mineral. Well, they, that's, what everyone, that's what everyone said. But the funny thing was, is like when you're expecting like a fucking '90s emo reissue, that's the absolute last thing you think you're going to be in your, in your <laughs> package. So that was hilarious. But then the worst thing was, I was like, oh, maybe I'll just keep this and I'll dig it. But Amazon made me return it to get the fucking record that I wanted, so I yeah. had to send it back. Man, so, you could have given me. That. Wait, didn't you give you me know? that record? No, you gave me Schoolboy Q. You gave me. Really? A, yeah, you got it to review for some reason for Alternative Press. I don't know why oh. they sent you a Schoolboy I don't know. Q yeah, record. Well, we never cover hip-hop. Hip-hop was like our we, – we completely ignored hip-hop. No, that's what's so. funny is that they sent Alternative Press a Schoolboy Q record because I stayed the night yeah. at your house, and I remember seeing it, and you were like, do you want that? And I was like, yeah, I do, so I'll take it. Although it's actually not very I'll, good. I'll I, think, I think he's very overrated personally. Yeah, he is. All right. 
Do you guys both well, like you, Mineral? Either way, that, that's, my, that's my funny yeah. Freddie Gibbs story is that I fucking asked for a Mineral record and got a Freddie oh, Gibbs well, record. Freddie Gibbs is a shit. Yeah. Um, yes, so. I, do, I, I love Mineral. I went to Cleveland in September to see them specifically. So. I bet, yeah, I was, I was I bet Scott was there. They you guys were oh. probably there. You could have met each other. Oh, you were? Were you at the early show or the late show? Uh, late show. The late show was way worse than the early show, by the way. I don't yeah. know if you realize that. Well, yeah, it's because... But the drummer was drunk as shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I, 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 they, they even canceled their encore because, like, he couldn't even play a beat anymore. It was rough. Yeah. I don't... I, I mean, it was a good show, but I was kind of upset with, like, uh, the way it sounded. Uh, like... Yeah. I wish I would have gone yeah, to the, the early one. The, the weird thing was, like, the, the, the crowd was better. Like, the crowd for the late show was better than the crowd for the early show. Yeah. The early show crowd was, like, really kind of, like, timid and didn't want to clap or sing along or anything like that. And I felt like the, like, the late show got kind of rowdy. Like, not as rowdy as you'd get for a fucking mineral. Right, mineral. <laughs> kind of rowdy, you know? But then, like, it just, but the band just kind of fell apart because all the band did between the first show and the second show was just drink. That's all yeah. they did. And so, like, half the band fucking were almost, like, falling over drunk for the second show. Yeah. And it got worse and worse as it went on. I could have also done without having to see into it over it. For the fiftieth time. Oh, I love to do it over it. <laughs> no, they're fine, whatever. But I don't. They don't need to be on that show. Like Mineral can just play for like an hour, or an hour and a half, and that could have been the end of it. You know what I mean? Like they really didn't need an <laughs> opener. They don't have that many songs. Well, they can't play for an hour. And a half. They could have played a couple of like uh, Gloria record songs, or something, throwing them in there. Have you guys seen? Uh, you guys are both podcast guys, right? Yeah. Did you guys a little bit? Um, did you guys find it weird that um, I know we only have a few minutes here, but um. On the new comedy Bang Bang, that American football's on it. Oh no, he has. They have musical you guests. No, I, I haven't heard. It. I haven't heard it yet. But someone told me about that. Yeah, they, they have musical guests quite a bit well, on there. No, he didn't know them though. That's what's weird. Oh. Have you listened to it? Yeah. The story behind it. No. Is that um, Scott Ackerman was doing a comedy Bang Bang live in Webster Hall in New York City, and American football was playing in the other room. Yeah. And apparently, the entire time they scheduled it really badly. American football was sound checking and they couldn't get the sound right. Yeah. So the guy kept on checking his bass drum. So Scott Ackerman and Reggie was trying to do this comedy bang bang live and it was like doom 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 <laughs> So I guess the whole time Scott Ackerman kept on basically talking about like fuck this American football band. Who right. the fuck is this band? Yeah. And then I guess it turned out that the guitar player or the drummer was a huge fan. So he ended up coming up and apologizing and introducing himself and then I guess actually asking Scott Ackerman like can we come be on Comedy Bang Bang sometime? We're yeah. all big fans. <laughs> and I think that's actually just a really cool story of the way that happened. Yeah, that is cool. That's pretty right. So um, it's a good episode. It's out right, right now. Dude. Check it out. I, I, I think my time here is at an end. Okay. okay. Yeah, my time is too. I gotta... So, yeah, I was going to say, I got to talk to Justin for like 30 seconds when we're done. And then, Scott, um, can you come back on in a few weeks? Because I feel like we absolutely. Have... Me, you, and Justin you know, I, always... At this, point, at this point, I got nothing but time. Me, you, and Justin always get along so horrible and well at the same time. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like the problem is that me, you, and Justin have literally too much in common. Yeah, that happens a lot. So, he, you know, of... he, basically, I, I believe the phrase is, he hate me because he ain't me, yeah. I believe is the phrase. Correct. There's a lot of sexual tension. So, guys, Scott Heisel, formerly of Alternative Press, currently figuring out his life. I think it's a cool story. Um, I appreciate everything you did. You put you put my first real touring band in Alternative Press years and years and years ago. Um, you helped mixtapes. You gave us spreads. You helped a ton of bands. And I think I can say on behalf 
of every band from the Wonder Years to Into It Over It to Fireworks to every pop punk to rock to indie to post hardcore band. Thank you for, you know, helping out all these small bands. Uh, that's very nice of you. Thank you because for saying that. Because I'm not... I don't, no- think, I, don't, I don't think everyone believes that, <laughs> but thank you for saying that. Well, no, I'm not normally that sincere, but I mean, honestly, in the last 10 years, you've literally catapulted a shit ton of fucking bands, man. Like, you've put a lot of bands that would never get exposure anywhere else into this national magazine. And, you know, bands like The Wonder Years, it's not like Alternative Press is single-handedly responsible, but, I mean, they went from a band that was a joke band to a band that, you know, got a page in Alternative Press to two pages to the fucking cover to headlining Warp Tour. And I feel like you are a part of that to a degree, and I think they would agree. Yeah, I, I would agree. I th- I'd say we were a small part. I think with, with bands like that, they write good songs, and we're just happy to help it along. But either way, I appreciate those kind words. That's very, very thoughtful of you to say that. I think that a lot of people would say, fuck that guy. So thank you for not saying that. Although, Justin, you can say fuck that guy. Why would no, I, say... I like you, but I mean, yeah, but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why, that's why Justin and I like having you on is because we're all honest and we get to talk. But no, you've done a lot for the punk, underground, rock, whatever the fuck you call the scene in 2014. I don't know what it is. Let's just call it the scene, okay? That works. Um, the fucking scene, Scott Heisel, you've done a ton in 10 years, and I wish you the best from here on out. I'm glad that you are happy now that you're gone from Alternative Press. I hope the rest of people Alternative Press burn and the magazine fails now. <laughs> um, I, I do not wish that. I have many friends who still work there, and I wish them the best. I would like to go ahead and say that these opinions are not Scott Heisel's. They're mine. But I hope that that magazine <laughs> I, I, fails I hope that the next cover flops, and I hope that they all have to go work at McDonald's. I'd like to state that uh, because I'm going to put it in the description that those are Scott Heil's actual words. <laughs> but I would also, I would also, I just cannot. I won't do that. I would also quickly like to state before Alternative Press crash and burns, I would like them to put Massive Nights in there. All right, there you go. That, that'll, that'll be your, your final hurrah. So that'll be on the cover for the last issue. Yeah, I was going to say, so that's how they're, you're going to make them crash and burn. They'll put this brand new band in that no one even knows what it the sounds like. The lowest selling issue of all time. <laughs> but tomorrow, no, I bet not. I bet there's been, what is it? What is it? Quick, tell us. Um, the, I, the ones I know that I did really, really badly were the Donnas. That was, that was the lowest selling Who? issue for a long time. The Donnas. the Donnas. Oh, the Donnas? Well, fuck yeah, of course. No um, one actually I liked know... Them. When we did Owl City a few years ago, that tank hard, very yeah, hard. Yeah, because nobody, I feel um, like that band, nobody really we did, cared. When, when we did Against Me, that didn't do well. We did Gaslight Anthem, that didn't do well. We did Gaslight Every Time I Die, didn't do well. It's weird, man. Like, all the bands you think people are fucking like, hell yeah, this is awesome. It's their time. They just don't do well. But then you have ones where you're like, we did Head Automatica, and we thought that would tank, and it was fucking awesome. It did really, really well. So That's, it's, oh, people it's, love it's such a fucking it. crapshoot. It's yeah. such a crapshoot. Well, okay. Well, like I said, thank you for your contributions. It means a lot. And um, let's have you back in a few weeks, and let's shoot this shit and talk some more shit. That sounds great. So Scott Heisel, guys, he's looking for a job. Uh, tweet at him. Oh, he Email. could probably go Ask work Scott at Heisel. He could probably go work at Subway with uh, with Pat. Yeah. Or actually, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. You know what? <laughs> actually, actually Scott, Scott, hook your boy up with a Subway job. <laughs> Scott, um, I'm not usually serious, and I was already serious to you, and I don't want to be serious twice in one episode. But for my final serious thought of the episode, if you're looking for a writing job, I know a website called propertyofzack.com. 
<laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> so, Scott, I love you. Thank you um, for 10 years of editing Alternative Press. I think everyone listening right. owes a big debt to you because I know our listeners all read your magazine and you've done a well, shit if, ton. If, if, if they want to PayPal that debt over to HeidelScott at gmail.com, that'd be great. I'll happily accept uh, the, the debt payment. That'd be great. There so. you go. All right. Well, um, I will text you in a little bit because I want to talk to you about that stuff. Download that record, and uh, we'll talk tomorrow. All right. Later, guys. Have a good night, buddy. Bye. See you later. That was a good interview. Yeah. We got to have uh, his first interview post-Alternative Press. And what's cool is I think we pretty much covered everything, so no one else can have as cool of an interview as we did because we got everything out of him. Well, plus I don't think anyone's going to talk to him the way we talk to him. No, because we kind of <laughs> say whatever we want. So everyone else can suck and eat a fat dick. Yeah, I got a freestyle. You ready for it? Yeah, go ahead. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Okay. Do you need me to find a beat first? Um, no, I don't need a beat. I just need you to give me a word. Just a word? A word to, like, base my freestyle off of. I'm very... I haven't eaten in almost a day, so I'm very hungry, so hungry. Hungry? What, hunger? What the fuck am I going to rhyme with Hungry. I don't know. Rappers do it all the time. First of all, why have you not eaten in almost a day? Because I, I flew in yesterday from L.A. and I just didn't, like, you know. Have you jerked off in the past 24 hours? mm No? I haven't jerked off in almost two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. Have you fucked? No. Like, not necessarily a person, just whatever. No, I mean, I haven't ejaculated in almost two weeks. You haven't eaten in 24 hours. You haven't ejaculated in almost two weeks. Mm-hmm. What have you been doing? Just I was I don't know I was on vacation I was just doing stuff. Wait, you just went to L.A. for a week, yeah. which we'll get into in depth tomorrow. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about tomorrow. Yeah. For everyone listening, um, this was the Scott Heisel interview. Basically, tomorrow we're going back to normal format. We're interviewing Show You Suck the Rapper, and Justin and I literally will probably have a two or three hour episode tomorrow because we have a shit ton yeah, to talk a lot about. Of things going on. Um, Justin's going to talk about his L.A. trip tomorrow, his birthday. I'm going to talk about my new band, which for the first time in my life, I'm in one band, and I'm not going to be in more than one band. <laughs> I promise myself this. I've been working my ass off for this band. Um, our music video premieres Tuesday, so we'll talk about it tomorrow, and our album comes out next Sunday, and I want your guys' help, and I have a strategy, so we'll talk about that. But for the first time in my life, I'm in one band, and we'll be playing shows soon, and I'm super stoked. But... uh We'll be talking about my new music, um, me and Justin going to therapy in the hospital, um, Justin's vacation, and we have a shit ton to talk about tomorrow, plus an interview with Show You Suck, which before tomorrow, get yourself acquainted, get on Spotify, and look up the EP Dude Bro, Dude Space Bro, (laughs) by Show You Suck, which is Show Space You Space Suck, Show You Suck, because he's going to get big, he's already getting big. He's starting to play some big showcases in Chicago and New York. Mm-hmm. And the that EP is awesome. It is. It's great. It's great. It's a great EP. So look up Show You Suck before we talk to him tomorrow. Uh, get acquainted. We'll talk about Dude Bro. We'll ask him about video games because I think he plays video games. Yeah. And um, Big Snackers is back, guys. This is episode what? 56. 56. We are old men, and we probably we have a lot of questions, don't we? Because I have a bunch. I think yeah, we do. we do. So tomorrow, basically, strap yourselves in because we'll be here for a few hours. <coughs> yeah. And um, give me a word. I want a freestyle. I just did. Hungry does not count. 
Oh my god. Um I don't know. Don't why Come on, brother. I just why don't you just freestyle? You were doing it before without any You're my brother from the same mother. Alright, pussy. Okay, I can work with that. Alright, alright, hold on, give me a second here. We're gonna take it out like this, big snackers listeners. I appreciate you. I appreciate you all coming back in. I appreciate you waiting us a few weeks. We'll explain tomorrow. Me and Justin have gone through some serious life-changing shit in the past few weeks. I know I'm about to freestyle about pussy and I'm snapping and I make it sound not serious, but it's actually been very serious. And Justin and I have uh, had a rough few weeks. And we'll explain tomorrow because I am transparent and I appreciate all of you guys as listeners. And I don't mind being honest and open because I feel like you're all my friends. Here, how about this? Give me a beat? Yeah. Okay, give me a beat. Let's do this. Let's take it out right. It says it's a slow tempest, and it was about probably about the same as what you did. All right. There we go. Yep. Uh. Big snackers. Ryan Rizzy Rockwell. Ryan Rose. Here we go. I like pussy. I like all kinds. You can give it to me any fucking time. Down in my bedroom or in the bathroom. Give it to me soon, cause I wanna see the plumes. You can make it hairy, you can even trim it. I don't give a fuck, get on slim, fast, and slim it. I don't like fat bitches, no stitches. Man, apparently snitches get bitches. I get bitches every day of the week. I even get them when I'm feeling real weak, when I haven't eaten in about a fucking week. So give it to me, baby. Don't make me beg, I don't wanna have to beg, but I'll do it cause I'm horny. You can call me Jizz Horny and the Porny. We can videotape ourselves fucking. You can get me like Donald Ducklin Goofy. Dog, you don't even get it, dog. I'm not a hog, but a sweat hog, I'll fuck you raw. I got a kind of mom made out of sheepskin. We could even fucking do it again. One time I fucked a girl six times in one night. She didn't even try to have to put up a fight. That sounded weird. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that wasn't bad. No, it right? wasn't bad. You wasn't went. Bad. You went for a while. I yeah, you were pretty good. Yeah, pretty sound. good. I was free sound there. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like Hot ninety seven, but it was good. <laughs> you also called Donald Duck Donald Ducklin. Yeah, Donald is... Ducklin. I. You know what I do though. You know what I do, don't you? I get the pussy and make like <laughs> Donald, Donald and Duck. Duck. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I do. Yeah. Um, so tomorrow, let's see here. Um, I want to talk about the new Resident Evil remake. Yeah. I'm in the middle of that. Yeah. I want to talk about the new Saints Row. I want to talk about your L.A. trip. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about something that you and I agree about in L.A., which fucking pisses me the fuck off, <laughs> which we'll get to tomorrow. Yeah. Um, we, won't even, we won't even tell people because you know. You yeah, already know. I know. Yeah. Because it's the same thing that when I went to L.A., pissed me the fuck off. Yeah. And it makes zero it, sense. Zero sense. There's zero fucking sense. There's no reasoning behind it, which is why it's more annoying. There are there are many many things that don't make any sense out there, but this is one of the big ones. No, this so. is one of the things that literally is just like it would like almost, why the fuck do we live in 2015? It would be you know? easier for them just to do it. Yeah, but they don't do it. Um, I also am not a big fan of LA. I don't know if you liked it. We can get into. I it really tomorrow. liked it a lot, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It's too big and sprawled out for me. Like, the problem with L.A. to me is you could say, like, I'm here in L.A. and I'm here in L.A. And you could be an hour and 15 minutes from that. Oh, yeah. Well, more than that because of the traffic. Right. And uh, it's better than New York. Mm -hmm. Time's a trillion. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would live in L.A. and pay double 
what I paid in New York to, if I had to live in New York. You know what I mean? Yeah, Does yeah. that make sense? It's right. a sentence. Yeah. Like, I, mean, to I would pay extent, twice yeah. as much right. to live in L.A. than to live in fucking New York. New York can suck on my ball bag. On my ball bag. It's got a little fucking tax code on there. Okay. But, uh, so, you got to be done here in a minute? Well, I should have been done 15 minutes ago. <laughs> okay. Um, today's song we're going to close with, because we like to close with something good. Um, we already talked about. Yeah. Is a song called Rivers by Sugar Ray. Yep. I don't know where you can find it really outside. It's, it's actually on a B-Sides collection that they did. So okay. you can find it. And like I said, Martin McGrath admitted they just wanted to write a song, song like Weezer. And they did, too. Yeah, like literally, to an amazing two, degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the song's fucking good. Like, it's a great, it actually it's a a great really Weezer song. song. Yeah. Um, and much like a lot of Weezer songs, the lyrics make zero fucking sense. Yeah. And it's a good song. So um, Big Snackers is back permanently now. We won't be taking any more long breaks. Yeah. I will explain tomorrow my break. Um, I think me talking about it will help me get over it. Yeah. I've had some serious problems. I got into it a little bit before, but I think now I'm ready to talk about it like therapy to yeah. our listeners. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's weird, but I feel like we have thousands of listeners and it's almost like you guys are all like therapy to me. Like I can talk to all you listeners. All right. And that's kind of cool to me because yeah. I feel like I have a bunch of people that care about Justin and I. Yeah. And Justin and I both have our own problems. Yeah. So we can bring him up tomorrow. <clears throat> but um, I'm back and I'm happy and I'm ready to take Big Snackers to the next level. So we have a lot of cool guests coming up. And uh, tomorrow we got Show You Suck. And I don't know how it's going to go because I've never met him. Right. And we've texted a few times. And he's either the most perplexing or funniest person I've talked to. Right. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. see how it goes. Yeah. You never know. But uh, like I said, look up Show You Suck, Dude Bro. It's on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Check it out. Let us know what you think. And if you do listen to it, actually, because this is going to go up tonight, please write us in questions for Show You Suck for tomorrow. Yeah. Because you'll have 24 hours to do so. So if you're listening now, look up Dude Bro, Show You Suck, and... Uh, Send us in questions or thoughts. Yeah. And rank your Weezer albums, and we'll talk about those tomorrow, too, because I don't know if Shay You Suck listens to Weezer, but we're going to ask him anyways. Yeah, might as well. I'm not racist by assuming that black people don't listen to Weezer. No, I mean, I don't think it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. We're so glad to be back. Yeah. Honestly, this made my entire week. I needed this, and I'm so glad that we have another one tomorrow. Yeah. Because I literally needed it. I've just been like going crazy and so crazy. And I'm glad we're doing another one tomorrow. And we will be back weekly, nonstop. Yeah. Maybe more than weekly. Who knows? We've talked about it. Yeah. So I don't know if we'll have a certain schedule. But Justin and I have talked about maybe trying to do twice a week. Yeah, we'll see how it works. And I think we could pull it off. Yeah, I think so. so. Um, we're going to try to maybe go twice a week. So we'll see what happens. Um so, Big Snackers, number 56, mm-hmm. 57, coming tomorrow. Yep. Check out Show You Suck. Write us in questions. Um, uh, talk to Scott. Wish him luck. Scott, uh, okay, I know you have to be dumb. But yeah, Scott did do a lot. So, just appreciate what Scott did over the last 10 years for the scene because Scott put a lot of bands out there that no one else would have put in a magazine. Right. And I think that you can't really understate like how many small bands that Justin and I listen to and you listen to and indie rock bands Mm -hmm. that Scott put in a magazine that no one else would have. So, um, it's respectable. Yeah. And people should definitely respect him for doing that. And 
hopefully he finds an awesome job that he deserves because the man knows a lot about music. Not as much as me and Justin, but <laughs> he tries his hardest. Yeah, he does. So uh, here's Sugar Ray with the song Rivers. And uh, tomorrow we'll be back opening with actually tomorrow I'm going to bring an exclusive for my new band and we're going to play a song. Okay. So um, thank you for listening. Yeah. And uh, follow us on Twitter individually. Um, Justin will put us up on the blog, our names. We always like Twitter followers because we're pretty funny on Twitter because we're like funny dudes with attitudes. Okay, I got to go. <laughs> All right, so I'll blow you and I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, bye. Bye.